0: Hey, we are in Sefer Yeshayahu Perik Mem Tes Pasuk Yud Fatomir Sion Azovani Hashem So, one of the first things we learned when we began Yeshayahu almost 50 prakim ago was that the Gemara tells us Sefer Yeshayahu kulo nechamahih. The book of Isaiah is all consolation. And to be truthful, we would be hard-pressed to find consolation, certainly in the first 40 Prakim. To the contrary, it often seems like an unrelenting, lacerating diatribe against B'nai Israel, their faults, their failings, their total corruption, etc. In Peric Mem, it turns to consolation. However, today, in the latter part of Memtes, no one can argue it is a beautiful model of Nechama, of consolation. Um, we know that this part is read in what they call the Shiva Nechemta, the seven... Prophecies after Tishbet that we read consecutively, all from Yeshayahu, speaking of a vision of um, the end of exile, the Geula. Uh, beautiful metaphors of consolation, as today is as well. This particular one is read on Parshas Akev, between um, Tishbet and Rosh Hashanah. And it begins with the beautiful metaphor of Sion, the abandoned people of Israel, that they may think through all the trials, the tribulations, the suffering, and the pain, that Hashem may have forgotten them. That's how the Novi begins. Ratom Sion azovani Hashem, the people of Israel saying, God has left us, v'adonoi sherachani, and our Lord has forgotten us. It's just he does not remember. He's abandoned us. Continues the navi with a, a brilliant, beautiful metaphor. Hatishka isha ben gam lo Is it possible? Says Hashem. Can a woman who is nursing her child? Can she forget her child? Can she not have pity and compassion on the child that she carried in her stomach, in her womb? Gamele Tishkachna continues another, and in case, just if you might think in, in an extreme case, yes, she's abandoned, she's forgotten the child. Ellie, so it wasn't so much of what Yeshua was talking about before, was how B'nai Israel forgot. Hashem, they abandoned Hashem, right. not the other way around. Exactly, exactly. We will come to that. So that, um, continuing, could a woman forget it? And even if she does, <speaking in Hebrew> says the Kurdish Prophet, I will not forget you. Um, you, says the Navi, Hein al Kapayim Chakosecha you are engraved on the palm of my hand uh, where I can always see you. you can always see what's in the palm of your hand and (laughs) your walls are in my view, in my vision, meaning the walls of Yushalayim, the walls of the temple. I have never lost the thought that Yushalayim will be rebuilt again as the, the spiritual capital of the world. And there's a beautiful medrash that the Kaddish Barakos says, I will not forget. Kodosh Barakos says, I will forget and forgive that you built a golden calf that you worshipped instead of me, that you said, this is my God. But I will not ever forget that at the foot of Mount Sinai, you said, Nasev and Ishma. We will do exactly what you said. In other words, the Kaddish Baruch will forget the sins. He will not forget the wonderful things that you have done. So you are engraved on his palm. And now comes the Geula, Maharu Banayich. Your children are in haste to return. Those who would destroy you, who would consume you, your enemies perpetually, they are removed. They will leave you alone. I have seen to it. There is an alternative parish about your children are in haste, and it is not as favorable as Rabbi Shinchen Raphael Hirsch says, that often there were generations of Jews who were in haste for the Geulah, not content to wait till the Kaddish Baruch who proclaimed the Geulah, but pursued paths that were not in consonance with what the Kaddish Baruch wanted him to do. Specifically, um, False Mashiachs is an example of Hirsch Rings. They followed false Mashiachs that promised them deliverance. They followed promises of assimilation and integration and also certain movements, be it um, reformism. Schwab goes as far as to include in that group secular Zionism could have been one of the things that they didn't want to wait. They were in haste. But our parish here is they're in haste to return. They want to come back, as contradistinguished from that generation we've learned so often about Koresh, um, that they didn't want to come back. These groups want to come back. So now, in Passover Ches, in gathering of the exile, Lift up your eyes and see all around you. They are all gathered. Kulam means that they want to return. They are gathering, they are growing to come to you. And so I say to you, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, my word, that they are coming, you will adorn them like a kala is wrapped in her finest garments. And the metaphor is beautiful in the sense that if the returning children of Israel are the kala, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, waiting for them in Yerushalayim is the chassam. That is the ingathering, as it were, of all the exiles. Continue, the navi pasuk um, yud tes kikhar roseich v'shema messayif eretz harushei secha. The land that's desolate, the places that have been destroyed, the places that are empty and unpopulated, they will now be filled with inhabitants. Um I have distanced those who would swallow you and destroy you. They are not even in your consciousness, nor should they be. I have removed them. Your children. From whom you are bereaved, shikulech means you are bereaved from them. You, you lost them. They will say, make room for me. Sarli um, makom, find me a place. In other words, it's going to be so filled. Leva asheva, make room. I will sit. I want to come home. Chav-al. Varmata bilvavech, and now just a positively beautiful, beautiful metaphor. B'nai Yisrael is compared to a bereaved woman. She's lost her children. She's widowed from her husband. She has dwelt alone, abandoned, uh, as solitary as a person could be. And now she says, bil bilvavech, and you will say in your heart, Mi aladli asela? When these people come back, who gave birth to these children? Vanishachula. I have been bereaved of them. Bega mudah. I am alone, abandoned. Golevusu rove elo mi Gidel Hain. Second question: Who raised them? Where are they from? Anin Sharti lavadi. I've been left alone. Elo epho haim. Where were they? In other words, in these thousands of years, Israel is like a solitary widow, orphaned, um, widowed, abandoned, alone, and suddenly all these souls are coming back. And the Mephorshom say these could be long-gone souls. These could be uh, in populated lands other than these, you know, far away. They are coming back. And with your indulgence, I would read a beautiful Malbin that um, expresses this thought. Says the Malbin in Chof for Varmatsa vecha." You are going to ask three questions, this widow. It is the metaphor of a woman. Her sons have all died. She's abandoned. She has no husband. She is driven from place to place without respite. without um, finding rest no one will take her in to their house. Children come from across the seas, across deserts uh, that are born of her. She asked these three questions. Who gave birth to these children? They're mine, but who administered? who took care of them while I was widowed? Second, um, who raised them? How were they raised? And three, um, where are they all coming from? And that is a metaphor for the world's question and theologians' questions of a thousand of years. How on earth did we survive as a people in all those years of Gullus? With no central homeland, with no Besham Mikdash, with no Sanhedrin, with no king. Yet, as far flung as we were, we survived. Our religion intact in the world cannot understand it. And we raise that question as well. Thus, ko Hashem. Uh, um, I will lift up my arms to the other nations. I will raise my banner, Yorim El Nisi, and your, carry your sons in your arms and your daughters on my shoulders. There will be a kibbutz Golios. Moreover, these nations of the world who have reviled you and oppressed you and and forbidden you any kind of religious existence, they will suddenly see the light of what they have been missing and Israel will be in esteem by other nations in in this miraculous redemption. the kings of the world will be like your servants the noblemen will be like nursing you they will bow down repeatedly to you they will lick the dust of your shoes they will realize that i am the singular one eternal creator of the world and if they had put their faith in me they will not be disappointed uh, this could be a, this not could be it is a form of apologies for all the years of terrible persecution now, interestingly, nevertheless, despite this universal acclaim and admiration, says the Navi, says Hashem, there will still be Rishayim and resistors. No matter what, we will always have Though It's not a universal love fest. There are going to be those who resist. <speaking in Hebrew> no. I have taken prey from them." In other words, they are still holding our prisoners, uh, either spiritually or physically, claiming that, look, they were within their rights. Um, the Kodesh Baruch Hu wanted them to take these people. They're their captives, they're their people. He ko Hashem, um, Don't worry. God will fight these diehard resistors. They will be destroyed. You do not have to do anything. Uh, I will take the captives back and bring them back into your midst. I will save your sons and daughters, and I will exact revenge on them, I will feed your oppressors their own flesh, they will drink their own blood. The Bosarki Ani Hashem, they will know, Ani I am your deliverer, the Goalcha Avir Yaakov. I am the one, the mighty redeemer of Yaakov. I will raise Yaakov. Remember, we have learned that the two names applied to Israel and Golos is Yaakov when they are downtrodden, when they are beneath contempt of all the nations. That's the Yaakov I will raise. You no longer will be the object of contempt. You will be the object of universal redemption. And in Yer the Navi will continue with these beautiful words of consolation, 845 Monday, Ad Khan.